0: To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message.
1: Our first reading comes from Psalm chapter 31, verse 1 through 5. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me, Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead me and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. Our second reading comes from Luke chapter 23, verse 44 through 46. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he said this, he breathed his last. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word.
0: So if you haven't noticed, Today is Palm Sunday. And if you haven't noticed, maybe we should have another conversation. (laughs) This is truly that day that we celebrate Jesus entering into Jerusalem to the praise of all in the town that day. People were excited about the prospect of a of a new king coming to their hometown and finally beginning the revolution. This was the moment that they had been waiting for. Can you imagine the scene? news spread throughout the town. No doubt by the grapevine as there was no social media or 24-hour news sources, but could you think of some of the good headlines? Maybe the king has arrived. Caesar's time is up. It's time for the Romans to go. Or possibly, finally, Jesus has come back to Jerusalem. Some of you may get that. (laughs) Either way, This is a historic day. Everything was going to change now, but little did they know how it was actually going to change. A whirlwind week of teaching from Jesus leads to people's feelings getting hurt and a plan to eliminate the threat to their way of life comes. Torture and execution awaited Jesus. However, before the death comes to take him, He still has some final words for us. This is our series, Seven Words, which is all about those last seven words that Jesus spoke from the cross. The end is near, but we still have a little way to go. you pray with me? Almighty God, we listen for your word. We listen for that message that you have for us. And so, God, I ask that you would would speak and that my words would no longer be my words, but that they would be your words and your message for your people. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You do have your bulletins. You've got those handy. Inside is a space to take notes. It's a space to to jot down those things that the Spirit is speaking to you today because I know that God will speak to you today. We just need to listen and to hear those words for us. And so jot them down so you don't forget them. So the word Jesus shares with us today is into your hands. The full phrase from the English Standard Version is, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. This word is shared about the same time that another word is shared. And that is, it is finished. Of course, we're going to focus on that word on Good Friday, which will include a look into that action that happens in Luke of the curtain being torn in two from top to bottom. This is the curtain that divided and protected the holiest of holies The space where the priest went to offer sacrifices and to appeal to God. But more on that during Good Friday. See, these last two words come so close together that Susan Robb, the author of the book, Seven Words, that, that we're having this small group study on during our Lenten season. And many others actually have placed them kind of in the same week of their study. While it may be true that we don't know the precise order of which these phrases were spoken by Jesus, we know that the last two were very close. And so what could that mean for us today? It would certainly make sense with the place Jesus was that day, but, but how about for you and for me? Can these words tell us something about our journey of faith? I think so. Jump in your way back machine with me. For some of you, it might be a little further than others, but I wonder if you would remember some of the prayers that you might have had as a child. For some, maybe it was a prayer that you learned later in life. One maybe that you taught your children or maybe even your grandchildren. However, I do recognize that this might not be familiar with all of you, so I want to recite the whole prayer. And if you're familiar with it, I wonder if you would say it with me. Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now I'm not sure if as we recited that and you heard people next to you saying it, uh, if there were different words that were spoken because... There are many different versions than the one that I just spoke. And it might not be the one that you remember, but but most of them, or actually all of them, begin with this phrase, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And here is where it changes a little bit. Some read it, his love to guard me through the night and wake me with the morning light. Or I wonder if maybe you've heard it this way, angels watch me through the night and wake me with the morning light. Many different versions. Similar message. The prayer is also so well known that that even the heavy metal band Metallica uses it during their song, Enter Sandman. (laughs) Sorry, so Dan knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) This prayer has similarities to the prayer of Jesus. Into your hands I commit my spirit. You see, when death was imminent, Jesus puts his full trust and faith on God to care for him throughout eternity. Is this what we are saying with this famous children's prayer? Are we telling God that that we trust completely in God's plan for our lives, especially when we're in that state of complete uncontrol while we're sleeping? I think so, but if that's the case, why does this just stay as a children's prayer and not transform into something that we say as adults? Or maybe I should ask if any of you still recite that prayer when you go to sleep. I've been with, uh, with many people who stood at death's door, wondering about the future, about what was waiting for them on the other side. Some were confident, fully trusting in this place called heaven and God's hope that they had. Some had serious doubts and needed to be reassured that not only they, were, they lived a good life, but that God was going to meet them at the door and welcome them in. Welcome them home. The prayers shared in those moments are very similar to the words that are spoken by Jesus from the cross that day. I would pray that the person who was dying would offer their spirit to God, knowing that God was waiting for that moment to see full this person's full confidence and trust in their Creator. You might even remember another person from Scripture, Stephen. Stephen was was stoned to death for for being a follower of Jesus Christ. In Acts 7, we find Stephen witnessing to the high priest after being seized. And he had some pretty harsh words. True, but harsh words for them. And so when they finished, they grabbed him, threw him out into the streets of the town, and began to stoning him to death. During the barrage of rocks, Stephen utters these words, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Stephen offers a word of complete faith in his purpose. Even in death, he doesn't back down and then offers his witness and life to Jesus Christ. These similar words were just spoken by Jesus on the cross. Hear me on this, though. It was not a resignation. Not a resignation to whatever was going to happen to him, but a huge step of faith into the plans that God had for him. You see, Stephen was following the guidance of the Holy Spirit in every aspect of his life. His desire was for God's will to be done this trust was also on display with another prayer you might remember that conversation that that Jesus was happening uh, that Jesus was having with his father in the garden a night earlier you remember those words father if you are willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but yours be done. Again, this is not a resignation or defeat, but a complete trust in God. Now, you might have noticed that this phrase was written down by the psalmist in Psalm 31, we just heard. Verse 5, Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I believe that we once again can think about this word as guidance for Jesus to or from Jesus to those around the cross that day and to those who have studied these words for centuries. Jesus is once again pointing back to the psalm as a whole. You see, Psalm 31 is another one that speaks about trusting God especially in difficult times. Jesus knew that we That we would face difficult times. Jesus knew that we would face situations that would test our courage and our faith. And here is a word for us today. In the midst of our struggles that we can rely on. A word that should give us comfort. We can find similarities between Jesus speaking Psalm 22 of, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And this one as well as we look at verse 12 of Psalm 31. I have been forgotten like one who is dead, I have become like a broken vessel. The feeling of loss, pain, abandonment, and death are very real. And who knows, you might be feeling the same way today. But like Jesus' reference to Psalm 22 earlier, this quote from Psalm 31 tells us once again that no matter what we are going through, no matter what struggles we face, we can trust in God. God will deliver us and offer us the healing and peace that we desire. This is probably why so many martyrs throughout the years like Stephen would use this psalm as a model prayer. A model prayer of confidence. As a prayer, you see, Psalm 31 guides us through the feelings of pain and loss, persecution and abandonment, only to lead us to offering our lives in confidence to our Creator. And finally, closing with these particular words, Be strong. And let your heart take courage. All you who wait for the Lord, be strong and take courage. We've heard this all before. God is with us and nothing will separate us from God. Nothing will separate us from God. Where have we heard this before? It is Paul. It is Paul who writes from the book of Romans chapter eight. he writes, if God is for us who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of God? You remember what can separate us? Shall tribulation distress, persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. Do you need to hear that today? Do you need to hear that nothing is going to separate you? Nothing is going to separate you from the love that God has for you. Sure, we we may try to walk away. We may sin and try to separate ourselves from God, but that doesn't mean that God loves us any less, right? Do you love your kids or grandkids any less because they don't listen to you? (laughs) Do you love your spouse any less because they didn't get the to do list done? Do you love your pets any less because they just don't seem to listen to you? Probably not. God does not love you any less because of the many ways that we have sinned, the many ways that we have denied or have ignored Him. God doesn't love you any less. God doesn't love you any less because you haven't loved your neighbor as good as you should have, that you didn't forgive them when they didn't bring that garden tool back. (laughs) See, God's love is always there. Always there, regardless of the things that we do. What we need to do, especially in light of this word from Jesus today, is to trust God. I know sometimes that is easier than at others. We need to trust that God will always be there for us. That he will always provide for us and that God will always love us. I wonder if you have someone in your life that you trust completely. Do you have someone in your life that you absolutely trust completely? Do you have maybe a spouse, a loved one, a parent, a grandparent, or a friend who you would trust with your life? Do you have that person or those persons? I remember a scene from the movie A Few Good Men where Colonel Nathan Jessup was on the stand. You probably remember. But this was just before the famous line of, You can't handle the truth. You see, he asked Officer Caffey if he had ever put his life in the hands of someone, ever had someone put their life into your hands. Now, it's something that we could just gloss over. And just forget about that it was in there because of this really big line that comes up just a, a minute later. We may not pay much attention to it, but if we really think about it, I wonder how many of us have that special person that we would do that with. But you see, this is what God is asking of us today. To put our life, not necessarily in the, in the hands of all of those other people around us, but put our lives in God's hands to trust God with everything with everything that you have can you trust God with everything offer it all up to him maybe I should ask you this morning how is your level of trust in God this morning if you were to rank it from 1 to 10 where would you be are you at that 10 mark saying, oh, God, I trust you with everything. I don't worry about what's going to happen next because I know that you're going to take care of me. Or maybe you're at about a 5. You're like, yeah, for the most part, but you know what, I still I still want to hold on to a little bit of control. Or maybe I should say, hold on to the illusion of control. Or maybe you're at a 1, and you're going... I, I'm just not sure. I got doubts of what's going on. I, I'm not sure that God really has me. So maybe this word is for you today. I mean, can you, can you come up off of that number? And can you say that you honestly believe that God has your best interest at heart? Because there are so many times that we go through life that that those things that that we want, that we desire, that we put down on our prayer list, that we say, all right, God, man, if you could grant me this, I would love to have this. I would love to have this job. I would love to, to be with this person. I would love to have this amount of money. But God says, I'm gonna answer your prayers, but it's not gonna be in the way that you think. Because God's ways are higher than our ways and sometimes we don't understand them but we need to put our trust in God we need to put our trust in God so that that we can say as Paul does that we fully believe that God can work all things for the good of those who love him all things for the good even if they don't feel like they line up with what we, what we want. So where are you today? Can you offer the words that Jesus spoke from the cross as your own words to God this morning? Can you truly say, into your hands, God, I give my life. And so if you think you can, maybe, you can repeat them after me. And so if, if you can, if you can't, I fully understand that we're all moving in the same direction. But I wonder if you would repeat these words after me. and Just say, God, I put my life in your hand today. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we offer ourselves to you. As a holy and a living sacrifice. God, we offer our lives to you, trusting in what you have for us. We offer this life to you because we know that you can do far more than we could ever imagine with it. God, we don't want our ways to get in the way of your way. And so, God, take our lives. Use them for your glory. Allow us to be a testimony to your great love. And so God, into your hands we commit our spirits, knowing full well that we trust you and that you will provide for us. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we get ready to go forth from this place and we have our palms in hand as we take them with us, let them be a reminder of what today symbolizes. Symbolizes that triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. But the week is long and things sometimes don't turn out the way we hope. Uh, And so as we travel this week of Lent, let us keep our eyes moving forward. Moving forward to that special Sunday. And may we all join back together in that celebration. But go, knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.